Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. And it is like on, I don't know what day it is, but it's like a 30-day countdown for the best conference of the year in Boise, Idaho, Reformation Boise. Um, why don't you tell us about it? It's October 21st and 22nd at Valley Shepherd. We have two speakers that are going to be t- dealing with the topic of the church. Uh, the theme is, or the title is called O Church Arise. It's Dr. Derek Thomas and Dr. Joel Beakey. We are super excited about this event just for the fact that we think that church is one of the most underappreciated gifts that God has given to his people. And so we're hoping that this conference just allows people to understand just how significant the church is and how important it is um, for their ongoing sanctification and and life in Christ. I wonder if uh, our... You know, f- very few listeners that we have noticed that we're plagiarizing all of our titles for the conference. So we have O Church Arise, that's the name of a hymn. Last year was uh, Be Thou My Vision, right? The name of a hymn. Yeah. And uh, there was something that was in going Christ on. Christ Alone. It, well, there was something that was going on in 2020. I'm not sure it was. We didn't have a conference that year. Oh, but, that's right. but then in 19, In Christ Alone. And it was something. Oh, okay. Maybe the that year was before when we that, started yeah, yeah. The, the plagiarism. But, so we are one hundred percent original here at Gospel but, for Life. But, <laughs> but weren't the songs based on our title, <laughs> titles of, of, of our That's conference? Right. We went out and got songwriters to write a song for each conference. Great yeah. call. Thanks yeah. for fixing that for us. That's called long term uh, planning. <laughs> <laughs> we reached back and asked them a long time ago to to write "O Church Arise." Thank you for doing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, so uh, ReformationBoise.com, you can sign up for free. And um, we're going to give away books. Books are going to be at, at hugely discounted prices. There's going to be lunch there on Saturday. It's going to be a great time of fellowship. Let's just remind everybody that the registration really just helps us with planning. And secondly, in order to be in the drawing for free books and merchandise and other giveaways you do need to register so only those that register can win um those additional free items yep yeah and i've officially registered now so now i'm well that makes that makes 50 percent of us hey i've I've officially registered 75 percent of us phil Uh, (laughs) no prize for you yeah (laughs) no soup i will i will i will all right, well, um, we have been, over the last month or so, uh, seeking to apply the gospel to different areas of the Christian life. So the gospel for fear, anxiety, worry, doubt, grief, hardship, difficulties, idols, and anger. Of course, if you've missed any of, of those, uh, we would encourage you to go back and listen to it. Just subscribe to our podcast, The Gospel for Life. So this morning, we're turning our attention to insecurity. Insecurity. Uh, brothers, where do most of our insecurities come from? And maybe maybe we should define insecurity first, because that's what we do, right? I, I think it's the whole idea of 
the sense of of what gives you worth, what gives you stability, um, whether you think you are quote unquote enough or not, um, how you see yourself um, in relationship to the events of your life and to other people, whether you measure up or you don't measure up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's that innate knowledge of knowing that I I don't measure up. I, I actually think that innate knowledge is true. I think it's just yeah. what we do with that innate knowledge is the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Because the fact is, is we don't measure up. All right. have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Um, yeah, you have an inferiority complex. Yeah, you might be inferior, right? To, <laughs> to you know, as right. you say, we've all we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There is a there is a sense of um, you know God has written His laws on our heart, so there is a sense in which we, even if we don't know God, we know that we are inadequate in certain areas. And the and the fact of the matter is, is we're not just inadequate with regard to the moral standard that God has set um, in the big picture. Right. Um, we were all in the room believing total depravity. So what that means is that sin affects every part of our being. And that sin makes it so that we struggle just in life in general, mm-hmm. um, in our interactions with other people, in the work that we do, that all of it is tainted with, with sin because of our, of our fallen nature. It's interesting, uh, Mark Twain, Samuel Clements actually said, man is the only animal that blushes or needs to. Um, there is a, there is a, and, and that's uh, based on what Russ is, is saying. Um, mm-hmm. So if, if all of us begin with kind of this sense, this innate sense of inadequacy, um, then the, the type of insecurity that we're talking about is when that inadequacy controls you. So the mature Christian can say, you know what, I am inadequate. I don't measure up to God's standard, but because Christ has died and was buried and was risen for me and I am in Christ and all his benefits are mine, I don't have to to be defined by my inadequacies. So mm-hmm. that's what we're aiming at. But the, either the unbeliever or, or the, the immature Christian or just the struggle that they have, they're letting their inadequacies control them. That's what they're consumed with. Well, you know, Augustine said our hearts are restless until they find their rest in God. And there is a restlessness, and it is part of our insecurities and our regrets and our failures because we're not, we're not accomplishing the things that we want to accomplish. We're not uh, building the dreams that we want to have. We're not doing any of those things. So, so we, we never quite reached the goal. Well, we we're always failing to reach the goals that and the standards that we've set for ourselves. We can make uh, resolutions at the beginning of the year and and drop them immediately. You know, uh, you know, with the first piece of cake. Uh, so there's a there's a whole lot of things that are happening there, and and it's because we are not seeking the thing that's most important. Well, and let's be honest. Um all of us are vulnerable to insecurity um, and the f- feeling of vulnerability, even the most mature Christian. Especially um, pastors when yeah. they leave the pulpit on Sunday. Yes. You know, they, there's a, we, we, we were talking about that in the room uh, before we uh, were on air about uh, sermons and delivery of sermons and always wishing that we could have a mulligan uh, 
uh, in at some point in the sermon because uh, we've we've not communicated things well um, or we've not had enough time in that text. So there's so we all have that sense of of failure, yeah. and that boils down to that we at the end of the day care too much what people think. Yeah, that that their opinion of us matters too much. And something that I've been really grappling with in, over the last little bit is, well, how am I defined? So sometimes I'll say, well, I'm a pastor. Well, that's not completely accurate. Yeah, I'm actually a a child of God who also does pastoral work. Yeah. I, I'm not defined by being a pastor. I'm defined because I, I'm in Christ, yeah. mm-hmm. and my identity is in him. The problem with misidentifying yourself is that when that thing goes away, mm-hmm. you lose yourself. So at some point, you're either going to die or retire. You don't or stop my, being – I mean, you, you might stop being a pastor at one point, but that doesn't mean you lose yourself. We talked about this, uh, you know, a few weeks ago when we were talking about idols, and in one sense, how we define ourselves can be the idol in our life, and and the idol has a way of rebuking us and um, and causing us grief because uh, we can never satisfy the idol. Yeah, Proverbs has this. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five says, "The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe," and I spent a lot of my younger years not really caring what people probably I spent way too much of my life thinking care, caring very little about what people think. But I was also a, a high school teacher and I watched young people all the time care so much um, about what other people thought of them and how people were defining them and how they use that that knowledge of other people's opinion to, to almost paralyze them. Um, that they were afraid to take risks. They were afraid to try something. They were afraid to um, just put themselves out there because they they worried about how they would be perceived, how they would be judged, how they would be um, assessed by other people in their life. And I used to think, you know what? That's not just a teenage problem. Um, think of the way that our culture trains us to be obsessed with our outward appearance, the clothes we wear, the how our hair looks, the car we drive, uh, how we appear on uh, social media. And uh, by the way, uh, remember, whenever you're on social media, you're looking at everybody else's highlight reel. You're you're not looking at the times that they were down and and, and discouraged or, um, or, or imagined highlight or, reel. Uh, yeah. or imagined highlight imagined reel. highlight reel. But our culture trains us uh, to be obsessed with the clothes that we wear and our physical appearance, how much we weigh, um, how, how if you're a guy, how how big your muscles are. Our our culture trains us. To be in in a way, it's it's training us to be insecure, because that's what sells products. Yeah. Um, when when we're insecure and obsessed with the way we look or the way we dress, well, you're going to go out and buy expensive clothes and and uh, get that uh, 
tattoo or, or whatever else it is to improve your image. Yeah. Maybe we should kind of land the plane a little bit and talk about how we can get past our insecurities. Um, as Christians, uh, one of the things I, I tell people who are struggling with this is like, look, God already knows all the worst things about you. So, mm-hmm. so the most right. important person in the universe knows everything about you and you know he sent his son christ to be punished for all of your uh, inadequacies uh you're free if the son has set you free you're free yeah you should be totally okay with other people seeing your inadequacies because god already sees them i mean what have a i mean you should be more pleased with what god thinks of you than what others think of you he's he sees more of them than you do yeah the fact of the matter is is that the the bottom line is that we have an audience of one when we live. And the more we can shape our mind to say, no, it's it's really God that I seek to please. It's God I seek to honor. It's God that I seek to live for. Um, and he is pleased with me because he sees me in and through his son. That doesn't make us apathetic. It doesn't make us cavalier. It just gives us security. Mm-hmm. The most important thing you said there was that he sees us in a, in the sun because um you know when we live for God uh, you know we also recognize we're falling short there. Yeah. And so the fact of the matter is is that Christ did what we couldn't do and he sees us in our, in the sun. He became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him and Amen. that's the most important part of that. Amen. Well, you've been listening to The Gospel for Life. Don't forget to register for our conference coming up October 21st and 22nd, ReformationBoise.com. We'll see you next time.